Hi and welcome. Hi and welcome. The Facts and Blog and Podcast. Hi and welcome back into the Facts and Blog and Podcast. Uh, this is a special treat for us because uh, we're finally getting more people in the studio. In the studio for the first time in a million Zoom years. Zoom calls, yeah. Unless it's our staff, it seems like uh, you know most of these have to be done through Zoom, which is fine. But it's nice to have some uh, some folks here. Uh, but Emily, before we get started today, why don't you introduce who's with us? Yeah, so we're really excited to have Cameron Tinker here from Midwest Gunworks. Um, Cameron reached out a little while ago and asked, you know, he said, hey, we're doing a series, you know, kind of like insider scoop on uh, some different companies in the industry and asked if he could come visit Faxon. So we're excited to have him here today. We did some tours already yep. and we're we're excited to talk to you about what you think and talk to you a little bit more about Midwest Gunworks. So welcome, Cam. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. So yeah. uh, just, you know, right off the bat, just so people know and they could start looking you up, um, you know, Midwest Gunworks is is one of our dealers within our dealer network. But if you would just give like the thousand foot view of what Midwest Gunworks is all about, where you are, uh, kind of what, what you're known for. Yeah. So uh, Midwest Gunworks started um, in 97, I do believe. Um, we were just a strictly gunsmithing shop. So our owners used to work for Browning. Um, they were gunsmiths there. Uh, they left, started their own thing in one of their basements, actually. Yeah. Um, and from there, they kind of, um, you know, grew as a gunsmithing shop. After a while, they realized we need these parts to fix these guns. So that's where they got into gun parts. Um, in early 2000s, they started e-commerce, um, started our website when that started to, you know, become a thing. So gun parts was where they first started. They would buy lots for, you know, the Winchester Model 23 or the Browning A5. And that, the guns that they were fixing, they bought parts for. As the company grew over the years, they would pick up more and more. And today, now I would say our gun parts is still our bread and butter. So whether it be OEM or aftermarket gun parts are what we really like to focus on. And that's a lot of what we carry. Uh, but we've moved into accessories, firearms, suppressors, you know, kind of a one-stop shop. Um, we're located just south of St. Louis, Missouri. So we're actually in Peavely, Missouri. It's about a half an hour south of the city. Um, other than that, um, our website is MidwestGunWorks.com. Socials are the same. So if you ever want to see what's going on, those are those are where it's happening. Um, we do still gun, gunsmith. Um, so we have five gunsmiths. We do general repair. We have some warranty, do full restorations, all that good stuff. And then on top of that, our warehouse is where all the fun is yeah. um, so our our whole business is really accessories and gun parts so it fits facts and well for example because we saw a lot of barrels and we saw a lot of these things that people like to upgrade um of course we like people to be prepared you know defensively or know how to use your firearm but being able to actually fix your firearm or upgrade it yourself is something that uh, we want to be able to pass on so You'll see that with our YouTube. We try to do a lot of how-tos because it not only fits in with our brand of gun parts, but that's what we want people to be able to do is if something breaks, you don't want to be without your gun for a long time. So you don't want to send it back to you know the manufacturer. You don't want to send it to a gunsmith and have a long wait. If it's something simple, you can fix it yourself. So then you can go on our website. You can look up um, Smith & Wesson MMP, for example, or Glock or HK VP9, on most of them, a schematic will blow up at that point. And oh, cool. each number is clickable. So if you click on, you know, number 17, it's an extractor because you don't know 
you know what that's called sure. you can say oh that's it you can click on it and it'll bring up everything oem or aftermarket gotcha. wow you guys do a lot yeah yep. so so midwest gunworks you guys do you also have a retail shop like a walk-in retail shop as well not yep. just online yep so we have a small retail area it's got firearms um couches and dogs <laughs> <laughs> dogs so, most important yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. so you'll be greeted by them when you walk in but we do have a small retail uh, but most of it is going to be shop and then the warehouse. Gotcha. Gotcha. Awesome. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's really cool. And it's always unique to see, uh, you know, when we talk to some of our dealers, just, you know, what's your bread and butter, right? So if you guys have like the apart, the parts and accessories thing, plus you do the repairs and, and gunsmithing and, and all the stuff that goes along with it, because... You know, some folks, uh, you know, fancy themselves gunsmiths, even mm -hmm. if they're not, you know, and uh, I saw I saw the slow eye. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We all know. You yeah. know, and so, yeah. to, so to know that there are places in your in your neighborhoods, you know, or, or in your, you know, greater city areas that you could go to and have knowledgeable folks with a pedigree in this, you know, that's a big deal. And, and if I remember correctly, when we were out on the floor, uh, you mentioned that you originally, you know, went to school for gunsmithing, right? You went through the training for that first before you got into marketing? Yep. So uh, I started working at MGW about five years ago. I was in the shop, so I was doing our gunsmithing um, before then to back up a little bit. I, as soon as I graduated high school, you know, I thought I was going to do the typical four-year university, you know, do that, do this. Well, right before graduation, I would say just a couple months, I I don't even remember how I stumbled across it. I was yeah. laying in bed and all of a sudden saw gunsmithing school and I was like, wow. That'd yeah. be kind of cool. You People know, I, can go to school for that? Exactly. Yeah. You know, I'd grown up shooting and hunting and all that stuff. But when I figured out that gunsmithing was an actual career, then I was like, huh. Well, so then fast forward, the school I ended up finding was Wabash Valley College. So it's in Illinois, right on the border of Illinois and Indiana. So it was only about a four hour drive from home. I knew I was going to have to live there for the year. Uh, attended that school, graduated, came back home, finished my associate's degree, I guess you'd say your normal schooling and worked at a, a small gun shop slash range. And then after working there, luckily one of my best friends growing up, his dad was a gunsmith at, at Midwest. And he said, Hey, you know, we had a gunsmith quit. I, I think we're going to be hiring and the rest was history. So I worked awesome. there for worked in the gunsmithing department, I should say for about three years and then transitioned into more of the marketing social media. And I think that's a good thing to have that, uh, that you kind of have that background, especially if you guys are heavy education, yep. you know, in, in your media to be able to, you know, highlight and, uh, you know, show those different things. But, uh, you had gotten in touch with Emily originally to, you know, come here for a series you're doing, um, through MGW, uh, some behind the scenes stuff, um, showing some shops and things. Uh, so if you want to mind, just tell us a little bit about that project and, and what you were hoping to collect here today yeah so um this is something we started last year and unfortunately with covid and everything it, it didn't kick off too too large um we did get to go to six hour last year and we haven't gone anywhere since so it's a series that i like to call inside the industry so with midwest gunworks being more of a retailer we carry a lot of different companies so we wanted to be able to show the different companies that we carry show their products show a little bit behind the scenes you know what they're what they're about um Unfortunately, we're not able to carry 100% made in America companies, um, although we wish we could. So to help with that, we want to show made in America companies. Um, so Faxon obviously manufactures everything here. We carry a lot of the barrels, a lot of the full firearms, you know, 
all the good stuff. So Faxon was a perfect fit for us. So coming here and being able to see the behind the scenes, how it works, you know, see the people that are actually producing these parts and that they are being produced here, I think is not only great for us to be able to see and convey that to customers, but the customer directly seeing that. Yeah. You know, and I think there's a lot that goes with, um, you know, for some people, for some people, firearms is a luxury item. You know, it's a hobby. It's, you know, it's something that you do recreationally. But, you know, some folks, it, it's not, you yep. know, some folks, it's their career. Uh, some folks like Emily, they was part of how she got through college. Uh, and, and for, you know, others, you know, that are on, you know, the front lines, uh, especially in our case, supporting, um, law enforcement officers, you know, some of the guns we showed today, uh, during our tour, different versions of those are with like, you know, the Cincinnati SWAT team and, and, the uh, Cleveland narcotics force and, and a few other different departments across the country. And, uh, you know, that people really depend on these things. And I think there's, there's something to like, oh, it was made there. It was these people. I could point to a map, uh, you know, and, and know who it is. Um, but what are, uh, some of the things that, uh, that you think your audience is going to like to see, uh, the most from us, uh, from, from your project today? Yeah, I think the, the most important thing, you know, that a lot of people like to see is that it is manufactured here. Um, as we know, in many industries and along with the gun industry, a lot of things, you know, companies don't manufacture it, they don't make it. So when somebody can actually see they make their stuff, then it gives you a sense of, you know, okay, if they're making it, then they know the product. Mm -hmm. So if they're making it, they started from the beginning. They had an idea. Then they went to, you know, a rendering. Then they went to a 3D print. Then they went to a machine. And then they went to production. And then they right. tested it. You know, you have all these that's things. Perfectly that perfectly explained. That's mm -hmm. what we deal with every day. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so that's what a company has to do when they're producing their own things. When they're not, and I'm not saying all companies are this way, you know, they don't see the process or they, or they don't, <clears> you know, they can't actually oversee how everything is being done. So a company that does, they just have such an advantage from start to finish. Um, on top of that, just the ideas of a company like how Faxon does things differently. They have flame fluting, they have these different, you know, they have a lot of things that not a lot of companies do. So being able to see where that's done and why they're doing it, I think is very beneficial. Yeah. We like to remind people when we do our podcast, we're like, it's all happening about 20 feet that way. Yeah. <laughs> it's off camera. But we can hear the machines right yeah. now. Dustin does a good job at editing. I try. But there Oof. are machine sounds that we can hear currently. Yeah. That's yeah. how close we are. So We also have some folks who really love that horn on the forklift. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah Every like, now and then we'll hear like people yelling at each other out there too. They're like, meep, meep, meep. They're yeah. like hey, move. And we're yeah. like, oh, yeah, that's right there. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, and, and I do. I think, I think it's a big deal. That was something that was attractive to me when I applied for the job uh, with Faxon uh, several years ago is is being able to point out a map and go, this is where it is. You know, this is in a... It's where it all happens. Yeah, this is in a... And I mean, you know, Emily's a recent transplant, you know, moving here and working with us. But, you know, Cincinnati has... Uh, a very unique manufacturing history, uh, always been a big city for commerce with the Ohio River and stuff. And so I think some of that stuff plays into the DNA, you know, of, of how we do things. This is, you know, I mean, we're in an industrial park right now, just yep. north of the city. You know, this this is a place that if you drive around enough, you'd be surprised to see you know, how many companies, I mean, all the way from Procter and Gamble to GE to all the, like all these different companies that are here as well as folks like us. And, uh, you know, it's an uh, awesome place to be. Yeah. And like, I couldn't believe it coming in, honestly, how many 
companies yeah. there were inside of so the hotel i stayed in had an industrial park then i came all the way here and there's another industrial park yeah. there's large buildings yeah, throughout here the yeah. north side of cincinnati we've got all the industry yeah, up here there's a bunch of stuff i mean honeywell has an office here i mean just lots of lots of unique stuff and i think that uh that just kind of plays into the 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 aura of our brand you know this is a an american company an american brand and you know kind of well, the old Ohio trademark was the heart of it all, mm-hmm. uh, you know, right, right there at, at the get go. And I, and I think it, it plays through to it because, you know, just like, um, you know, your, your founders at MGW, you know, this is something that they started, like you said, in a basement, you know, and our company, similarly, uh, you know, yeah. similar, you know, the, the Faxons had fax and machining. And when they got to the point that they wanted to have like their own product line, you know, what can we do that's going to match uh, uh, not only uh, a need in the market, but also something that's a passion, you know, and and they're both, you know, passionate about firearms in the 2A community. And I think that uh, bleeds, you know, bleeds through, you know, in in a pretty big way. But you guys have some simpatico with shotguns because oh, yeah. you said you guys are close to Browning, right? Yep. yep. So we're about 20 minutes from Browning. Yep. Well, we have, yeah, we have a, well, I actually used to live in Missouri. I went to a college right near where, what you say your dad lives right mm-hmm. here, yep. the college I went to. So yeah, as you guys, you know, who have been listening to the podcast for a while know, I went to Lindenwood, which was like the clay target college you wanted to go to. Um, but no, Cameron and I were talking about that. We both, you know, lived in Missouri and I mean, uh, both love clay target shooting and you yep. guys are near Browning. I shot Brownings when I was competing. So yeah, yeah, definitely lots of Midwest vibes up in here right now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, granted, you know, uh, you, you know, we can't say names, but, um, what's, you know, I always love to hear people's reactions when they come and tour, um, because you know, you do have to sign an NDA to come in here and you're going to see some stuff that we make for other people on the floor. You know, uh, what, what is that kind of peak in your mind about seeing that, you know, facts and makes beyond facts. And if you, yeah. Will. So I think that is very exciting as someone who carries facts and products, because the difference between a company that is good at marketing their product and a company that is good at producing their products is, mm-hmm. is there's a big difference. There are companies that do both. Like you guys do very well with marketing, but you're a machining company. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when someone's buying your products, you know, they may like your social media, they may like, you know, your branding, they may like all these things, but they're looking for a quality product first and foremost. So to know that Faxon is a machining company mm-hmm. first and foremost, it's very, you know, it settles you as a customer and as a dealer. Yeah. Um, so you know that this is your bread and butter. So you're going to get a solid product. Yeah. So yeah. you're a couple of years into the marketing side. I mean, since you see, you know, we, we offer like on our website, some outside purchase product that complements our, our lines, you know, things like, you know, optics or slings or, you know, uh, tools and things like that. But where you guys, you know, are heavy retail, if you will, kind of what do you, what are you seeing personally? And also as in, GW in the industry right now. You know, we just came through this two-year run of a ton of first-time firearms mm-hmm. buyers and all that sort of stuff. So what are you guys seeing now as that pendulum is kind of swinging back, you know, whether it be on your online sales or right there at the storefront, you know, what what is MGW kind of seeing in the market? Yeah. So um, as unfortunate as COVID obviously has been, it's been good for us 
as gun owners and gun manufacturers and gun retailers because from the start to now, there's a lot more gun owners in general. And I think it went in a run of first people went for firearms, then they went for ammo. Now they're getting parts. Right. So you saw firearms sell at an unbelievable rate. Then ammo was gone because all these people have new firearms. And now you're seeing these new gun owners are actually getting used to their firearms. So they're becoming a little bit more proficient with them and they're going for the parts now. So you're going to see upgrades and new barrels and new grips and new mag wells and more magazines. Those kind of things, I think, now are becoming the hide item, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. um, you're seeing, okay, yeah, someone bought a new firearm. They're probably just going to stick it in their drawer, just have them. But a large percentage of those new gun owners we're seeing are actually becoming prepared. So they're taking it onto themselves to become proficient with their firearm. And then they're actually enjoying it. If you're changing out parts, you're probably yeah. doing it because yeah. you enjoy it. Yeah. Obviously things break and you've got to change things there. But when you start to enjoy the firearm in the process, then you're like, huh, I kind of like that. I'm going to go upgrade to that. And that's when you get an actual new gun owner. Right. And I think it, it becomes such a personal thing for those people who aren't just going to, you know, stash it in a safe and just kind of check it off the list. You know, yeah, OK, I have a gun in the house or whatever, and I'm, you know, home intruders or whatever, and just kind of do that Hollywood mindset of it. But then it does become you know, deeply, you know, personal, you know, especially like, what do I need to make sure I'm prepared training wise and actual hardware wise for, you know, uh, concealed carry, or some of these people are realizing that some of these competitions and things could be good training for them as well. And they see like the, the recreational side and such. Um, but what would you say is mostly your, uh, audience base right now? Is it, is it more the people that are, you know, hunters, collectors, concealed carry enthusiasts, people that want to compete or people that just want to plink in the backyard, kind of where are you seeing that uh, demo mix? I would say our demographic is with people that are very into firearms. Mm -hmm. um, we do get the occasional, you know, someone has an older gun, they search Browning A5 extractor, they find our website and they purchase a product and then they're gone. But the customers that stick around are the ones that are actually into firearms. They know that they can come to our website for parts. Or I was talking to one of your sales guys and he says, yeah, man, you're my spot for M&P parts. Yeah. And we get that all the time because there are some parts that we're really one of the only sources to get. So you get those customers like the Smith & Wesson M&P guys. We, anytime is someone is a diehard M&P guy, they know who Midwest Gunworks is because they're getting parts from us. Yeah. Yeah. And how does that work out? Like, I mean, it's kind of unique that you guys have such a retail presence uh, and and do have the the gunsmithing and the and the restoration side. Um, you know, what are some of the things that you regularly see come in for that, whether it's a, a resto or a rebuild or, um, you know, something on on, you know, retro or vintage or even historic firearms? Like kind of what, what's your bread and butter there? What do you see? Yeah, I would of? say our bread and butter really is um, restoration. We do a lot of general repair, but that's a lot quicker. Comes in, you fix it. We almost always carry the part. It goes back, it's test fired, and then it goes back out. Restorations stick around a lot longer because it's a longer process. Someone's got you know an older firearm that isn't working. So you, you're not doing a full restoration, but you're fixing it. So it comes in, you go through the whole thing. You replace springs, you replace all these 
you know, items that need to be replaced and then you actually fix it. And then to go a step further, you get the full restoration. Someone brings in a gun that was their dad's or their grandpa's or something of that sort. will go through it and do a full front to back. So the wood will get refinished by our wood guy. And then the metal gets sanded down to bare metal. All the rust and the pits are taken out and then they're blued or whatever the coating is. And then it's put back together. It's test fired. And then honestly, most of the time it looks better than brand new. Yeah. Uh, so that's something that is very cool because seeing something come in like that, that means something to someone. And then it going back out. I mean, seeing someone's face when they get it back and their yeah. eyes get real buggy and they're like, oh my goodness. Cause they've never seen it in that you know, right. the actual case of being that nice. So that's the coolest thing about the gunsmithing for sure. Yeah. Well, you, awesome. you mentioned something off the top before we started recording that you had a cool project when you were doing the gunsmithing and everything for a little bit of a country music royalty. Yeah. What was that project? Yeah. So I used to do um, some of our shotgun bluing and uh, one of the guys that does engraving for us comes in and says, hey, you need to make sure this one's perfect. And I'm like, yeah, okay. You know, yeah. I'll make sure it's perfect. He's like, no, I'm serious. It has to be perfect. This is George Straits shotgun. And I was like, ha. <laughs> so yeah. cool. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm serious. This is George Straits shotgun. <laughs> you have to make sure it's perfect. And I was like, oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be perfect. Don't get <laughs> I will make sure of that. Yeah. Yeah. So that was definitely the coolest thing. Well, you know, we had, uh, before I worked there, Travis Tritz at one of his guns in to be worked on. That's so awesome. We've had some really cool customers, but being able to work on just the thing, you know, George Strait went into the field with that shotgun and yeah. Yeah. maybe showed it to his friends or did something like that. Yeah. It was it was very cool. That's that's fantastic. You know, and on the historical side, you know, this is something I, I asked Emily about and uh, and her when she first got hired here, we did an episode talking about your cowboy shooting and everything yes. and yep. some of the historic stuff that you guys see, because it's not always easy, right, to find places that could work on some of the historical firearms yeah, and so on. Yeah, definitely not everybody. And, you know, I mean, most of ours are, of course, replicas. But even then, you know, it's uh, finding gunsmiths that understand how these work, especially, you know, like our rifles or pistols, we get, you know, action jobs done on this. So, you know, we get they run smoother, they run faster. And there's not a lot of people that do that. There's not a lot of people that understand how that works or how to make that happen for us uh, to make our guns good for competition for us. So, yeah, it can definitely be uh, difficult to find, you know, a real uh, gunsmith for that kind of stuff and not just your buddy that says he's a gunsmith. So. I got a bench in the basement. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Oh, yeah, I, I can do that. Plenty of those. And, yeah, nine times out of ten you're ending up having to send it to a real gunsmith afterwards. Yeah, so. yeah for yeah. sure. Well, uh, you know, before we wrap up, you know, Cameron, what are what are some of the things uh, that uh, MGW has on the horizon? You you mentioned you're in construction right now. What You know, kind of what's the next move for you guys? Yep, so we, right now we have 20,000 square feet and then we're adding another 20,000. So most of that is going to be warehouse. Uh, I think that's, it doesn't seem exciting just because it's just warehouse space, but I think it's exciting because it gives us more options for carrying product. Mm -hmm. Um, At Midwest, we want to be a one-stop shop somewhere where you can buy a part to a scope, to a suppressor, to a full firearm, anything you can, you can get it. And having the gun parts is especially important because I mean, if you have a broken gun, what are you going to do with it? Um, and a lot of people now that we're seeing new gun owners, they want to upgrade their guns. So that's where Midwest is kind of going. And not only with product, but with our, I guess you'd say marketing and media is getting people more familiar with their firearms. So not only for defensively, like you want to be prepared, you want to be able to actually, you know, 
protect yourself and your family, be proficient with that firearm, know what you're doing. On top of that, knowing your firearm as it is stripped down is, I would say, almost just as important. Being able to depend on yourself to fix something or to clean your gun or or anything of that matter, that's where we want to start to push. So our YouTube is a lot of how-tos, how to assemble an AR-15 lower, how to assemble an AR-15 upper. It's very simple, but you're not only catching new gun, on, gun owners, you're catching gun owners that have never done that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, there's a lot of people in the space. There's a lot of people that are experts and more experts than I. So I'll let them stick to taking someone that's already a gun owner and making them elite. We're trying to make someone that's barely a gun owner to someone that is proficient. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I think going forward, we want to try to push. Of course, we want to be at the top of the top, but we want to help those people that are just now getting into it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, they certainly need support. And like you mentioned with all the new gun owners uh, that are in, and that's something that Emily and I hear from multiple guests, whether they're industry people or influencers or competitive shooters, you know, this push for training, proficiency, a bit of self-reliance and and some of those things. I I think that's a big deal. So where can people find out more about MGW? Uh, Where where should we lead them? Yep. So the website is just MidwestGunWorks.com. You'll see everything on there. And then furthermore, our social media is just Midwest Gunworks. So same on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Facebook and Instagram, we kind of use a short form, you know, look what we have in stock or look at this gun or this part. And then YouTube is more of that long form. Um, We're trying to do at least a video a week. If not, then one every other week, whether it be a product spotlight of a certain product or a how to or now and inside the industry. Um, So you'll be able to find the inside the industry on our YouTube where we come into facts and look around, see the incredible, you know, steel laying on the ground and the machines turn and everything. So I think that helps with the entertainment. You not only get the education, but now we're we're trying to get into that entertainment because seeing some of this stuff was just super cool. Well, that's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we are glad to have you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, no yeah, problem. Of course. So just go to factsandfirearms.com slash blog, click on the Midwest Gunworks episode, and you'll find all the links and notes from today's show. So make sure you go uh, check out MGW online that you follow their feeds that you keep an eye out for that inside the industry segment and uh, thank you for tuning in we'll see you next time